Were you ever driving down the road and you're on a highway and the car next to you, the phone is up here and the person's texting? Drives me nuts and scares the living heck out of me anyway. And I normally do what I shouldn't do. I blow the horn and I start yelling at them because they're going to kill somebody because they're, they're texting. It happens all the time where they keep their eyes off the target, in that case, the road. In corporate America, I remember I used to have this philosophy, I can get promoted in the office that I started my career. And the bosses I worked for said, nah, you really can't. And after I got promoted and transferred, I realized they were absolutely correct because it's better to view the world from the office that you go to and you really don't know anyone, let's say, and you have an objective way to do your job, you can keep your eyes on the target. And that's whatever job you had. Think about our students when they're in school, especially college kids. They go away and what do they first do? They end up partying a lot. But we as parents want them to focus on their studies, focus on what's the task at hand. It's not easy to do in daily life to focus on the task at hand, whether you're the driver of the car, whether you're the corporate person or in your job focusing every day on what you're called to do, or even a student. And there are many other examples I could use to keep our eye on the ball. But one place we really need to keep our eyes on the ball is our faith journey, our faith journey in Jesus Christ. He calls us to that each and every day. But are we aware of keeping our eyes on the ball? Probably not all the time because life gets in the way. But we're really called to keep our eyes on the ball, what Jesus calls us to be as disciples. Today's reading speaks of that all over the place. In the first reading, Elijah goes to Elisha and anoints him to be the heir apparent to the job. And Elisha at first didn't really understand what the call was, but he listened to the Lord's voice and he said, ah, I'm going to follow you. So he went back, slaughtered the cows, gave them a feast to the people, used the plow as wood for the, for the fire to cook the food, and went on his way. He followed and he kept his eye on the ball. In the gospel, we hear Jesus tell us that. You know, I'm going to go bury my father. I'm going to go say goodbye to my family. And he says to them very clearly, you need to keep your eye on the ball. You need to keep your eye on what you're called to be. And I think that fits for us each day. What are we called to do in our daily life? When we get up in the morning and we go to work or we're staying at home or whatever our call is, are we keeping Jesus' call first and foremost And how we treat our spouses, how we treat our friends, how we treat our children? How do we treat the person on the street? Today's daily life is not easy with all the things going on out there. It's not easy to keep our eyes on the ball. And I, for one, get immersed in the news and I get frustrated I get a little angry. I get all the emotions that we get as people. 
but I try to go back each and every time I feel a certain way, what is Christ calling me to be like in this instance? And I may not agree with what's going on in certain situations. I may not subscribe to, even in our own family, I've said it before, we have different political viewpoints. That's why we don't talk about it at home. But I don't let it get in my way. I keep my eye on the ball, what Christ calls me to be. We can't have our eye on the world and our eye on spiritual things too. Spiritual life comes first. In that second reading, it's really very clear, I think, Christ calls us to be free by his sacrifice for us. He frees us and he tells us, love everyone as if you love every person. And that's what we're called to do. Live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. That gets confusing for people, but I think it's pretty clear. Live by what the Spirit calls us to be, and don't live by what the world calls us to do. Now, practically, that's difficult each day. That's difficult to discern that. But I think if we're in a relationship with God, we're in a relationship with Jesus, and we stick to that, I'm going to follow what the Lord calls me to do, then I think it becomes much easier. But nobody said the journey is easy. It's actually quite difficult. I think the readings are easy to follow, but in everyday life, again, hard to put into practice. That's where our relationship with Christ comes in. Do we give ourselves to him? Do we listen to his call? Do we welcome him into our hearts and our minds and our souls? When we do that, I think we become freer to live as he calls us to live. I think we become the people he wants us to be because he loves us, he wants what's best for us, and make no mistake about it, every, this is a concept that I have a hard time with sometimes, every single person on the face of this earth is his child. And no matter what I believe, I have to look at that person and say, he or she too is a child of God, even if they don't agree with my position. We have to find that love. We have to find a way to live together in a way that Christ wants us to live. We may not always agree, and we don't, but we have to live with love, and we have to love one another as he loves us. When you come to communion today, we have this gift, this gift of the body and blood of Christ. And in our faith, it's real. It's real. That's the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That's journey. That's food for the journey. It's food for our everyday life. Let, him, let it take over in our lives. Let him take over. And I think we'll find the discernment that we need each and every day becomes easier. The acceptance of this position versus that position becomes easier, and love flows out of you when you let Jesus infiltrate your heart, your mind, and your soul.